and welcome to TLF Gems, a podcast about customer experience and insight from TLF Research. I'm Stephen Hampshire. I'm Greg Roche. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about a webinar that you did yesterday, Greg, uh, about customer satisfaction or measuring customer satisfaction in the IT services sector. Yeah, yeah. As, as always, really interesting to, to do it and um, bringing together a couple of, I think, really um, things that, that we're really interested in. Obviously, the customer satisfaction measurement is our bread and butter, but um, in a sector that very proactively seeks customer feedback and loves measuring things. So, so yeah, it, it was interesting bringing those two things together. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting point you made, actually. It is a sector that loves customer customer feedback. It isn't necessarily a sector that always is the best at doing things with that customer feedback, which I think you kind of hinted at uh, during the webinar. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I see it really as, um, I suppose, trying to pick the right words, it's perhaps a highly enthusiastic novice <laughs> um, who's doing the right things. We want customer feedback. We want to measure things. We genuinely want to make the customer experience better. But there's probably a little bit of learning to do in terms of how you make the measurement right and how you use feedback to drive through actions. Really just trying to channel that enthusiasm into a way that, that lets results be delivered much uh, much better. One of the things you drew out in the webinar, we can maybe go through through some of the key points in a moment, but one of the things you drew out is, is that distinction between whether you call it strategic and tactical or relationship and event-driven or and also distinguishing the types of contact. Is it a kind of decision-maker or is it an end-user? All of those things tend to correlate together a little bit when you, when you do your measurement or your insight. Absolutely, and probably comes from the nature of the sector you know, if, if 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 we do something, let's get a ticket, let's get feedback on it. Great, we know that. Okay, we might want to know a little bit more detail of how end users feel. Um, let's get an email survey out. Let's get that back. And I think it was then just pausing to say to people, that's great with that audience and that data collection methodology. That would lend itself in the event-driven tracker research way of measurement, but certainly come across quite a few sort of times when the same approach has been used to try and get strategic decision maker um, feedback and just trying to say that doesn't really work. And not just in this sector, in any sector, Mm -hmm. in, in terms of if you want strategic commercial decision maker feedback, A, let's think about the questions that you're going to ask, but B, let's think what's the best way of collecting that data because you know you want to know why people are saying things like that and and it just needs to be a different form of, of data collection it always strikes me as really strange that when when you think yeah you know your, your views are really important to us as a you know client spending 300 grand a year with us which follows yeah. makes sense please fill out this web survey what what yes. <laughs> I, I thought my views were important because <laughs> that doesn't seem to be treating them as if they are all that important and, and the intent is obviously good and obviously, then you're into the limitations of the questionnaire, and then you're into the. I'm wondering why they didn't respond because we want to improve our service, and 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 as I sort of went through at perhaps the end of the webinar, the whole you know you said we did thank people for taking part. Why would they respond? And and particularly, it is a sector I think that that dips into its customer base a lot for customer feedback. So probably really needs to be conscious of best practice of thanks for taking part mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do we have listened please continue to give us our feed your feedback because we're going to act on it 
um, and probably needs to be really quite conscious of you know you know of, of that. So yeah, it was really quite it was quite interesting. And and perhaps one of the things I didn't bring out in the webinar is it's such a fast moving sector as well as you would expect. And I think that's very much why the the online collection and appeals as well as as obviously the you know the link into it via the sector and perhaps or telephone interviews or team calls i don't know if it seems a bit old hat but i think there needs to be a little bit of a pause and realization of hold on this type of feedback we need to approach it differently Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think it isn't about kind of using technology or not using technology. It's about the depth that you can get to by speaking to someone in person. And and it, you know, you can use Zoom or Teams. You can use you know telepresence if you want to. You can use whatever you want. Uh, the point is, it's that interview, a human talking to a human, that gets you that level of insight, which you, you just won't get through any sort of self-administered method. And, and that's probably not universally true but it is generally true you know you, you get that level of depth by having a conversation about something not by having a, a you know a pre-written list of questions and i didn't really get much chance to go into all the advantages but things like the body language and the probing and things like that and keep in mind that you know outsourcing your it it is it is a big big thing i mean the, the, you know, the companies are a strategic supplier, <laughs> you, you know, and a key strategic supplier. So really understanding not just what people think about your performance, but understanding perhaps where they're going as a business, how they see you as a partner, how the future looks together, how you can advance together it is just really good quality feedback and no doubt those conversations are happening at mm. account level and 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 things like that but getting that feedback just comes back to you know having i talked a lot about asking the right questions to the right people in the right way and um mm. just uh, you know a, a, a little bit of thinking about why why you're doing the research i think that's more strategic angle is really important i just wanted to go back to to your point about fishing in the same pond, as you put it in the webinar. So, you know, constantly going back and asking people to do surveys. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I I find this idea of survey fatigue quite irritating um, because I think it's a total myth. I don't believe customers are tired of doing surveys per se. I think they're tired of doing surveys and seeing nothing happen as a result of doing the survey. So if you can show people that you're listening to what they say and re reacting to it and creating a better service as a result of that, they will do your surveys. So they're not they're not tired of surveys. They're tired of you not doing anything with your surveys. One hundred percent agree, Stephen. And we both have examples where um, I'm thinking of some of my clients where the response rate goes up because they do act on it. Because everyone is doing that that little equation in the mind, whether it's a thirty second web survey, a ten minute telephone survey, or a half an hour team survey. If I give my time, is this going to change anything? And if you show them that it has, they will give feedback. Generally, you know, people I think like giving feedback. I mean, some of the projects I've done recently, I'm quite impressed with the low refusal rates. You know, the challenge probably we we have more as a research company at the moment is probably getting hold of people than convincing them to take part. But I completely agree with with, with what you're saying. And I went, as I say, we can both account clients where, you know, the response rates go up because people action it. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, we should probably do a podcast on that because I think it is a little bit of a, well, I think it is a myth survey 
fatigue. Uh, yeah. Mm. Well, I think it's a complete myth, to be honest. Well, it, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's true. People are sick of getting surveyed, but they're sick of getting surveyed because nothing's happening. Um, so you're sort of it's the wrong solution to to a correctly diagnosed problem, isn't it? Yeah. And perhaps part of that is it is impossible for something to happen if you know, if you're getting a pop-up on a website about likelihood to recommend a loyalty-based question and this was one of the things that i tried to bring out in the webinar yesterday are you measuring customer satisfaction or are you measuring loyalty because they are obviously very different things one being a feeling one being a behavior so just making sure that you know if you're asking likelihood to recommend on a website pop-up it's daft. <laughs> it is completely daft. Yeah. And we talked about this before. But NPS just doesn't really make sense as a transactional measure. Um, and I'm not saying it won't work. You won't, you know, if you use NPS at a transactional level, you'll get a score and that score will be higher if it was a good experience and lower if it was uh, a bad experience. But it logically, it just doesn't really fit. No, but great at a strategic loyalty. But it perfectly makes sense there, yeah. Level. So having the right metric, if it's transactional, go down the CSAT, the overall SAT, perhaps the ease route. Maybe get, effort, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah go, 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 go down that route, which will link into the ultimate MPS behaviour down, down the line. But to ask a... Yeah, likely. Well, you've um, read um, Fred's latest book, haven't you? Uh -huh. I think, and I think he makes some of these points in terms of the misuse of 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 his metric as well. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing that he there's a few things he, he really complains about, but I guess the the thing that most worries him is the way this kind of closed loop NPS um, survey feedback that you know a lot a lot of. Uh, the kind of program that a lot of organizations, big organizations in particular, have set up now with you know very quick closed loop reporting and individual agent level, and those NPS scores are often bonus or at least targeted and reviewed yeah. at that kind of individual level, drives negative behaviors. So score pleading, you know, maybe cherry picking gaming. who takes part, gaming of the gaming of the score, exactly, yeah. rather than trying to actually improve. So it's not it stops being about making a better experience and starts being about getting a higher NPS score. Um which sounds like the same thing, but isn't. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And yeah, we've both got experiences of clients who do that or organizations where we've seen <laughs> well, it, it is human nature as soon as something becomes a measure it will start being gamed um and that is that's just inevitable absolutely absolutely yeah so um any other takeouts you thought from yesterday's yesterday's um webinar i like the fact that you, you sort of grounded it in that kind of service profit chain logic of in you know ultimately we're trying to change behaviors i, I guess a, a one slight not challenge exactly, but question I was going to put to you is, yeah. you know, as well as employee behaviours, which are a lot of it, what about opportunities to change our processes or even our propositions based on customer research and insight? I think you know, for me, uh, and I've kind of sprung that on you, but for, for <laughs> me, that that's where the more strategic level often comes in. You know, process is probably more of an operation level, but but things about proposition, that's that's where the more strategic angle comes in. Like what where where are you going as business and what are we going to need to be able to offer in order to to help you with that? I, I, absolutely. And I think as well that if you think about the customers of managed services providers, many different sectors going in many different directions at many different paces as uh, you know as as well so we have a client in that sector well i mean we have quite a few clients in that sector but we have a specific client in that sector where we do lost customer 
research so the customers who who are no longer with them or about to leave them we phone up and do the interviews and they're really very insightful interviews um, perhaps very different to to traditional lost customers because a lot of these people we interview it is a mutually it, it, it's a whole football manager we're leaving by mutual agreement and and they genuinely are they are not leaving because they are unhappy they are leaving because they want to go in a certain direction, their business is going in a certain direction, and their MSP provider is going in a slightly different direction. And both parties realize that, and both parties are quite happy to leave on happy terms. Mm. Um, and that suits both. So that that that's quite sort of um, that that that's sort of quite interesting. But yeah, to do full circle on that, to have that sort of conversation, you've just got to be collecting the feedback in the you know, in the right and appropriate manner that's best for that. Well, that seems like a good place to wrap up. So uh, thank you very much, Greg. That was, a, a, again, as always, an interesting and a useful webinar. I can see you've got something to say, so I'll stop wrapping up now. Yeah, it's, um, we, 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 we're going to do a, a series of, you know, of these. And there's an other webinar, um, uh, depending when you're listening to this, on April the 24th, where we're sort of going to go into a little bit more detail about driving actions off the back of it because ultimately that's why people are doing it so um um that's it will be available to listen to on april the 24th or if after you listen to this after that it will be on our demand um section which, which should hopefully dovetail quite nicely into the first one about getting the measurement right and then the next one how do you drive actions off the back of it i'll, I'll put a link to both webinars so the kind of the, the one that has been and and the one in the future in the show notes if, if you want to have a look at those so thanks very much for listening. Uh, if you're using iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And if you want to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter at TLF Research or at tlfresearch.com.